This is Tristop Minipod for a Friday night, August the 6th, 2021, and I'm your host, Donald Wayne. And, uh, of course, you knew that, right? If you are a frequent listener to um, Tristalk series or the Minipod series, you know who this voice belongs to. Anyway, this is Minipod that gap filler between episodes of Trice Talk, a mini version, if you will, of our regular show where I limit the subjects and the time for the show as well. Well, at least most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. (laughs) Thanks for joining me or, you know, for this uh, Friday night version of uh, Minipod. I hope everyone got to do something fun or or at least relaxing tonight. I mean, it is Friday. Hopefully you got to watch a movie or or uh, maybe even go out to a movie. You know, some of the movie theaters are open depending on what part of the country you're in. Um, and also depending on what part of the country you're in, you may be able to go out and enjoy a nice restaurant as well. I've noticed lately that uh, even though the in- inside uh, sections of restaurants are now open at least, you know, at least in our neck of the woods out here in around the Atlanta, Georgia area. And so there's a lot of people eating inside, but I, I've noticed wherever there's outdoor seating, people tend to, you know, uh, be sitting outside eating their meal, even though it hasn't been them. Well, this week, actually, it, it got the weather got better here uh, for the south for the summertime it was actually fairly pleasant i think it was after i don't know monday or tuesday it finally started cooling off a little bit but um yeah i I hope that uh, you got to do something fun tonight uh just as kind of a break after a crazy week you know um it's just been a roller coaster weekend in in, in america and on trice talk as well because uh if you've been listening to the episodes this this past week, you know that I've been in a state of, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I'd say, disgust, <laughs> frustration, you know, pretty much since Monday for one reason or another. But we have had a good week here at Trice Talk because Dennis Lee and I 
actually were able to do all three of our weekly shows together, which is something that hasn't happened too often here uh, in the last month or so. So that was that was a good thing for us. And we actually got to do a live show uh, on Thursday, which is one of the first ones that we've done in a long time. And uh, that was fun. And we look forward to being able to do more of those. Although we're not going to go to a full live schedule like we were doing, uh, you know, back, well, up until about a month ago. Uh, let me tell the band here that they can take a break while I, <laughs> while I get into the stuff tonight. But um, if you've uh, listened... If you listen to uh, our Thursday night edition, which was last night, I guess, really, I should clarify, you probably noticed that I was a little on edge for that show as well. Um, I was kind of worked up. You know, maybe it's because of all the ridiculous talk coming out of Washington, D.C. this week. I mean, just name somebody that doesn't talk BS coming out of Washington. Uh, but. I really think it's it's because, you know, as I said last night, I, I was on a I was on a tirade about Corey Bush, but I, I, I actually saw her on a um, I saw a clip of her before the show started last night, and she was running in her mouth, and I just it just kind of helped fuel the fire uh, in my mind about stuff that she and all the other liberals are trying to do to this country. So. Um, but she was running her mouth, you know, talking about uh, uh, her, the, the money that she had been spending on her security. Um, and she told people they just need to get over it, how much money she spent, even if she spends more. But yet she still wants to defund the police for everybody else. But I want to make one correction because I, I got to thinking about it after the show last night. I, I'm. And I don't really have any, I couldn't find any backup. I, I said last night that, uh, that we were paying for her $70,000 of personal security that she's already spent. And I actually don't, I, I did not see that or hear that um, in anything that was reported. So I'm not quite sure whether she's spending that out of her pocket or it's being paid for uh, out of the taxpayer's checkbook because um, it, it really doesn't say. And now it's my understanding that when uh, people in politics and, and especially in Congress or anybody uh, associated with the president's administration, if there's uh, substantiated threats against their lives or their person, I guess, um, I thought that the government stepped in and provided security and that was on the taxpayer dime. But again, since I said that like it was a fact last night, I wanted to just kind of back up a little bit and say, I'm not really sure who's paying for it. I got a feeling we are, but I don't have, I haven't seen that substantiated by anybody. So I just wanted to back off because I do not want to, uh, you know, start any rumors uh, that are untrue here on TriStalk or Minipod. So, let me just stand corrected on that unless somebody, if you've heard them say otherwise. Um, but regardless, whoever's paying for it, 
the the problem is is she's able to have extra security to protect herself because she's so valuable uh, while hundreds if not thousands of innocent people in this country are living in, in neighborhoods that are under assault that people can't even go out of their house and go to the store they can't trust their kids being outside uh, walking around or playing because they could get hit by random gunfire and yet this woman has the audacity to stand up there and say she's worth protecting because she's doing the people's work well i got news for you cory bush you're no more important than anybody else uh in this country you know especially since you work for the people that sent you there you need to be worrying about the average person or anybody that lives in an unsafe area in this country. That's what you people ought to be focusing on in Congress instead of all this other bullshit stuff that you're trying to spend millions and millions of dollars, trillions of dollars actually. Um, and not one dime of that is probably going to have any effect on the lives of these people and the safety. So anyway, that's what I was all worked up about last night. But I wanted to clarify that about I'm not really sure where who's paying for that $70,000. I have a feeling that it's taxpayer money, but I, I do not know that for sure. So I didn't want to say it like it was a fact. All right, I stand corrected on that. Um, so my first subject tonight, well... It's, it's something, you know, I, I know I sound like a broken record when I say this. It's something else that I'm pissed off about. And it's another statement made by our politician in chief, uh, Joe Biden, if you don't know who I'm talking about. In fact, he made this ridiculous statement several times. He's made it several times in, the, in recent months, um, probably going back, I think, maybe to April or somewhere around that area. But each time this crap comes out of his mouth, I keep wanting for someone in the White House press corps to have the gazungas to stand up and say, Mr. President, that's not exactly true. What you're saying, how you're putting it is not exactly true. What does our PIC <laughs> keep saying? that he, they, them, whoever the hell, have created jobs, since they've created uh, so many more jobs since they came into office, more jobs than the last administration, he said numbers of times. But did you notice he doesn't like to use the name uh, Donald Trump unless he's forced to do so. He likes to refer to him as the last administration. He doesn't even say the previous president. He just says the last administration. But what he's saying doesn't compute with me. And I, I'm, I'm no an economist or mathematical genius, but I responded to a tweet, um, I think it was earlier this afternoon, about the same subject. Somebody was talking about Joe Biden and, and talking about the jobs he created. And of course, they were questioning it as well. But I replied uh, something to the effect of, how can you be creating jobs when COVID and the government shut down businesses last year? I mean, 
this is what the government did to resolve that. And you can have your sides about whether how much of it was necessary and how much of it was fair and, and on and on and on. But still, those jobs that we lost last year were because of COVID and because of the government shutting everybody down, requiring people to be closed. That's a certain portion of our society or our our communities and our country. We have to keep that in mind. Some of the large places like Amazon and and um, uh, FedEx and uh, a lot of these Home Depot, home improvement stores were allowed to run. Of course, grocery stores, we could understand because people have to eat. And then, of course, people have to drive the trucks to, to transport the stuff. And, uh, you know, so there was a lot of people that were working last year. Thank goodness. But you make these other places shut down, you, and basically you killed a lot of jobs because of that. But now he's bragging that he's creating jobs. <laughs> he's creating more jobs than the previous administration, and that's bullshit. Putting it mildly, oh, I'm, I guess I should have said BS, but that's just putting people back to work or that's jobs coming back that were killed last year. You're not creating a damn thing. Those, those jobs are already out there. They were already sunken in the quicksand of COVID and, 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 and government overreach last year, but you didn't create them. They were there. The need was there. You just put them out of business. So for, for him or any Democrat to take credit for creating jobs that weren't killed last year drives me nuts. To me, that's just more Democrat fuzzy math. Remember they used to talk about fuzzy math? I think they did that when uh, George Bush was in office, if I remember correctly, but I just, it's just every time Biden talks about jobs and, and, and unemployment numbers, he talks about how many jobs they've created and it just pisses me off. So the funny thing is, so I, I'm kind of setting the stage for this. The funny thing is I was looking through my normal stuff this afternoon at articles that I, I want to consider using for mini pods and then, you know, for regular trice talk with Dennis Lee, but I came across Mike Huckabee's column. Uh, it's today's evening edition of his newsletter. And he actually addresses the same subject. So let me share Huckabee's thoughts with you because it's he can be a little bit more humorous than I can be. Um, so let me pull that up. If I haven't, if I haven't deleted it. All right. So let me, let me start out here with, uh, Mike's comments, excuse me, governor Huckabee's comments. Uh, he goes on to say the labor department reported Friday that the U S economy added, 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 added 943,000 non-farm payroll jobs in July far more than the 870,000 economists had predicted for that same time period. All right. And here's Huckabee. 
To be precise, I wouldn't call this adding jobs, although I'm sure President Biden will claim that, and he did, and try to take credit for it, and he did. It's mostly people coming back to work after state and city governments finally started lifting their month their months long two week lockdowns insinuating that last year when they started talking about well we need to shut our jobs for a couple of weeks and until we get a handle on this and a couple of weeks turned into months and months turned into half a year and and a year for some people. <laughs> so the big employment numbers also have a lot to do with a number of states cutting off the federal government's extended uh, unemployment benefits that made it more lucrative to stay on the dole than to take a job. Remember all that discussion? People, some people were making more money staying home with unemployment, especially after the federal government beefed it up. And I'm not having an argument. I'm not going to get into a discussion about whether or not that should have happened. Okay. That's, that's, that's not something I'm going to go into here, but still that was a primary reason. A lot of people refused to go back to work when jobs were available and are still available. And there's not enough people to go back and take them because there's still a lot of states that are taking advantage of the higher levels of unemployment benefits. <laughs> so it does show you though, how much can be accomplished if you just stop doing things that are actively harmful. That would be a good lesson for this administration to learn on multiple levels. So says Mike Huckabee. All right, I'm going to go over here to the Fox. He, he links to a Fox business article um, by who in the heck is this by Jonathan Garber? This is Jonathan Garber's article in Fox business reports. It says U S employers hired more workers than expected last month as a number of States ended extended unemployment benefits before the September expiration. So a lot of them ended it two months early, right? Non-farm payrolls increased by 943,000 workers in July as the unemployment rate fell to 5.4%. The Labor Department said Friday, uh, analysts surveyed by Refinitiv, I don't know who that is, were expecting 870,000 jobs gained and the unemployment rate to fall to 5.7% from 5.9%. June's reading was revised higher by 88,000 jobs to 938,000 jobs. Although there have been some cracks in the armor, today's job numbers showed that once again, our economy is incredibly resilient and moving forward, said Ryan Dietrich. Chief Market Strategist, strategist, strategist. That just created a new word. Strategist at LPL Financial. Notable job gains were seen in leisure and hospitality. Uh, that's a plus of three hundred eighty thousand, which saw two thirds of the jobs gained in food services 
and drinking places. Well, that makes sense. I'm sure there are a lot of people that hit the pubs as soon as they were able to. Uh, public and private education, 261, it was a plus 261,000 jobs. Professional and business services, a plus 60,000 jobs. Transportation and warehousing, a plus 50,000 jobs. Also saw, saw sizable gains. Construction and wholesale trade were little changed. Well, that's because construction had been going on pretty much. I don't believe construction ever truly completely shut down, at least around Atlanta, Georgia, uh, or out in the suburbs. I, I saw there was a subdivision that's going up close to me and, um, they continued building the whole time. There wasn't any stoppage of, of work over there. I saw a variety of, um, uh, uh, painting contractors, uh, carpenters, carpet people. I mean, people worked last year. Uh, the, Jobs gains occurred at three additional, as three additional states ended the supplemental $300 a week in unemployment benefits. A fourth state, Maryland, was scheduled to end the benefits, but was blocked from doing so by a Baltimore judge. Now, what the hell has the judge got to do with it? I mean, how can a judge go in and say that the, the state can't block extra money that was it's it doesn't make sense how are judges stepping in and they're basically creating law or creating uh, you know uh, situations where they're making people do things that that legally they they don't have the jurisdiction to do The labor force participation rate was little changed and stood at 61.7%. We talked about that, I believe, last night as well. The, the rate is held between 61.4 and 61.7 since June of 2020. That's probably all of those people that continued working last year, like the grocery stores, uh, the medical, uh, uh, medical care workers, hospitals, and so forth. Um, uh, grocery stores, uh, supply chains. There was a lot of people that continued working last year. So that's probably why that has not changed that much. It says the hour, average hourly earnings rose uh, 0.4% month over month and 4% annually. So economists had expected respective increases of about 0.3% and 3.8% respectively. So um, says the U.S. economy has gained, gained, there's another new word, has gained 16.7 million jobs since April of 2020, but is down by 5.7 million jobs from pre-pandemic levels. All right, so therein, to me, lies the proof. Joe Biden, Democrats, all you want to stand up there and spew this crap out of your mouth that you we're creating jobs in the country. We've created more jobs than the previous administration. Are you kidding? 
Are you kidding? That'd be like my house burning down, and then I, you know, I get the money to, you know, replace it, and then I, and then somebody counts it, to, uh, you know, as as a new house. Well, it is a new house, but it was uh, you're just replacing what was destroyed. So it may be new in sense that it's all new materials, but it's still replacing the house that was there. So there's nothing added to the lot. So we're still down 5.7 million jobs. So it, it's, he uses these words and the problem that I have with him saying that he's created these jobs or his administration or his efforts since I became president is the fact that there's so many people out there, so many gullible people that believe that. And then they run around spouting, Oh, look what the Democrats have done. Look what Joe Biden has done since he was elected president. He's created more jobs than Donald Trump did. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? Do the math, people. Do the math. If you can. Of course, the way the schools are going today, they probably there's going to be a point in our history that we won't be able to do the math unless we have a computer that'll do it for us because we don't seem to want to teach that anymore. We don't care if people can add two plus two because somehow it's racist, right? So... The central bank, the last thing on here, the central bank said at its most recent meeting that it would need to see substantial further progress before beginning the tapering process as far as uh, interest rates and so forth in this country. I mean, interest rates were slashed down to about uh, the lowest level they've ever been in this country. And... Um, but, you know, they're worried about inflation and they're worried about uh, the Federal Reserve increasing those uh, interest rates if things don't improve. All right. So that's it. Joe Biden, you know, you could say we've got this many people back to work if you want to say that, if you want to say, OK, but you haven't created a damn thing. In fact, you're creating such an environment here that, um, you know, it's, it's really going to be toxic to people working. And, and look at them now. They're, you know, there's people worried that they're going to try to shut things down again. They're trying to make, go back a little, backstepping a little bit, I guess you should say. And then you add that last little bit, which I've, bitched about all week, pretty much, uh, more than once anyway, that, um, let's see, where was the part about how many jobs are we missing here? We still got five point. Yeah. We're still down 5.7 million jobs from pre pandemic levels. And then I, f I forgot how many millions of people still haven't returned to work or what that exact number is, how many people are still not pursuing work. And then you add on top of that, Mr. President, 
Mr. I'm doing better than anybody else has ever done, you're bringing in so far over a million people into this country illegally, I should add. And where are they going to go for jobs? Are they going to take some of this 5.7 million jobs? I mean, how much are they going to chip away at that? So anyway, that's, that's what's, it's, it's just something that, uh, you know, I, I listen to these things and I am, I, I, I am critical of the way it gets said. And I, I'm critical of how I say things sometimes. And sometimes I don't always say them the way that I really intended to say them. And I go back and look at it, but I will correct myself. But, you know, what he's saying about creating more jobs than the previous administration is totally false, totally misleading. And, but that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. All right. Sue, I'll leave that one alone. I'm, where is, uh, oh, I lost my try, uh, my, uh, my pod bean screen there. All right. So, um, since it's Friday night, and I know you have plenty of other things to do besides listen to me bitch about Joe Biden and, and uh, all the things that he says and Corey Bush and and um, <laughs> AOC and and Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. Oh, speaking of them, you ever notice the pictures that, that they use and on Fox? They use the craziest looking pictures of. They always show AOC with with her eyes look like, you know, they're like uh, ping pong balls. Uh, Nancy Pelosi looks like she's on her last leg as well as uh, Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer. I'm not quite sure how to describe him, but um, (laughs) they always use the worst pictures. But then, you know, the other stations like CNN and, and MSNBC and even the ABC, NBC, CBS, they always use terrible pictures of Donald Trump as well. They always made him look like some kind of mad character or something. It's, it's, uh, I, so I guess it's fair play is turnabout, but anyway, so since it's Friday night and, and I've kind of hit my, my 30 minute time limit here, I want to share something with you that I found. Um, I think I found it before the show yesterday, our trice talk show. And it's, um, it's a little ditty that I found on Babylon B, babylonb.com. I don't know if, if any of you've ever heard of Babylon B it's, it's, um, it's kind of one of those sites that does parodies of things. I mean, in other words, they don't really, it's tongue in cheek seriousness about, uh, various issues. They are conservative leaning for sure. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, you'll know that they're going to make fun of Democrats, liberals, socialists, communists, whatever. It's a given. Uh, but Babylon B, and, and I, I've used uh, bits of things here and there from their site. I have to be careful because there's some things they put on there that I think cross the line. It's just my opinion. And, and I don't feel like I can use it. Um, but 
that's not that they're doing anything wrong. That's that's the style they have. But sometimes I find myself wanting to use an article they have, but then they put some things in there that are just keep me from being comfortable. But this particular thing, uh, it's a new music video they've done, and actually they did a great job with it. I th- I, I think my opinion is. I didn't even know they did music videos. Uh, but they describe their music video like this. It's, uh, they say, you'll be moved and touched by our latest music video with a, rid- <laughs> with a rewritten version of John Lennon's Imagine. With a much more, shall we say, accurate description of what a communist utopia would be like. And uh, if you'll remember, if, if those of you who remember the song Imagine by John Lennon, and I like the song. I used to sing along with it all the time. I, you know, I, I didn't, if you dissected the song and, and took the different elements of it about what he was uh, saying our society, society should be like, I didn't uh, particularly agree with everything that was in the song for sure. But it was one of those songs you could, you could sing along with sometimes. And it was a feel good song as long as you, again, didn't dissect the lyrics. Um, but it was reported that John Lennon himself said the song was about a socialist utopia, a communist utopia. So, you know, um, anyway, uh, Babylon B has taken it and <laughs> changed the words. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of audio for you, so maybe a, a little teaser and maybe get you interested in it. I hope you can understand the words to it. I mean, the guy, I think, has a, a great voice for doing this, but um, you've got to go to our Facebook page and check out. I'm going to post uh, this whole article on there, which will have the uh, video attached to it, and you can watch it. But really, it's more fun to see with the uh, with the uh, uh, video so you can see the visuals because there's a lot going on around him while the song is playing. Uh, so anyway, let me pull that up here. Uh, it's not in that section. It's over here. And if I can stop it. <laughs> All right. This is, um, this is uh, a reimagined imagine by the Babylon Bee. Folks, and someday you will join us. Or we'll shoot you in the face. Imagine no possessions because all your stuff was redistributed. Lots of greed and hunger. I hope you like cat meat. But seriously, please, can I have a potato? Imagine all the people sharing all your stuff. Yeah, you may say. I'm a communist, but I'm not the only one. 
did you say you don't like that? Then it's the gulag for you, son. So when they they broke there uh, at, at at stop for a second, you heard dog barking in the background. Uh, that was a shot that was fired. Uh, I don't think you could see anything in the video, but but you could hear the shot fired. And then he came back in with another, you know, chorus. But um, I'm going to post that. I I think it's funny. Uh, I think I think that was kind of a cute thing they did there, that parody of John Lennon's Imagine. And it's all about communism and, you know, what it would be like in this country if we went commie. Um, of course, this video is not quite up to the standards of, you know, the set by people like Tom Petty in some of his famous videos. Uh, and if you're not a liberal, you just might find this thing entertaining. So I encourage you to go to our Facebook page and look for this Babylon B posting and hope you will enjoy it. All right. So, um, I've taken enough of your Friday night time. I, I want to thank you for listening and downloading this episode, if you will. Um, I also, let's see if you, if you, well, I got a thing here I want to say about Dennis Lee, but if you like this or any of our Trice Talk family podcasts, which is Trice Talk or Minipod, please be sure to follow us. We would appreciate that greatly. Um, now, Dennis Lee uh, t- uh, messaged me today, if you will, that he's got his new Trice Talk account, uh, his Twitter account created. So we'll both be on Twitter under the Trice Talk logo now, so you can find both of our stuff. Because uh, uh, he used to show up, all of his tweets were under Tall Tales, which was a podcast that he does uh, separately from Trice Talk, his little pet project, if you will. So now he's going to be able to be on Twitter with the Trice Talk logo. And it, uh, his, uh, where is it here? His Twitter address is at Trice Talk D Lee, which, you know, is for Dennis Lee, right? So please be sure to look for his tweets and mine, which are Trice Talk with G Moon. Um, and I think I've explained that before. So <laughs> I, I may explain that again one day. But so we, we just might tweet something that you don't want to miss. So uh, check us out on Twitter, if you will. I'll be back tomorrow night, Saturday, and uh, about the same time. Look for the posting about the same time at night. And other than that, I guess um, I'll just say 
This has been Trice Talk Minipod. I'm Donald Wayne, and stay safe, everybody. Have a great Saturday.